Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Wednesday. This is Seattle Now. When the Duwamish River flooded South Park last week, 25 homes were damaged by potentially contaminated water. Local groups are providing assistance to the community, which already faced the environmental hazards of living on a Superfund site. Seattle Times reporter Greg Kim brings us up to speed on what people are dealing with as they assess the damage to their homes. But first, let's get you caught up. The Department of Justice says it's arrested two men for attacking electric substations in Pierce County over the Christmas weekend. Both are facing charges of conspiracy to damage an energy facility and possession of unregistered firearms found when they were arrested. The damage at four substations knocked out power to 15,000 people on Christmas Day. No word yet on possible motivations behind the attacks. Microsoft has its first group of unionized workers. Quality assurance testers at ZeniMax Studios voted to join the Communication Workers of America. The Microsoft-owned studio makes a number of popular video game series, including Elder Scrolls and Fallout. The company voluntarily recognized the union following the vote. And King is one of 15 counties selected to participate in a national health survey. People selected do an interview about their health over the phone, then get a medical exam with lab work. ECD rates, diabetes, and hypertension will inform policymakers. Each year, the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey focuses on 15 different counties in the U.S. It's been more than a week since water swept through Seattle's South Park neighborhood, flooding streets and homes. A combination of heavy rains, high tides, and low pressure created the conditions forcing people to flee with whatever they could grab. You just had families that lost everything. They lost their home, they lost their gifts from Christmas, they lost that place where they, they created so many memories that they called home. That was Maggie Angel with Duwamish River Community Coalition, a nonprofit advocacy group providing assistance to people who were displaced. Now, locals are trying to get back into their homes and see what they can salvage, which might not be much. The low-lying South Park neighborhood on the banks of the Duwamish is prone to flooding, and it is so contaminated with industrial waste, it's a Superfund site. Flood cleanup has to be mitigated carefully. Seattle Times reporter Greg Kim is here to talk about the impact of flooding and relief efforts. Greg, really appreciate you being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Trish. So, Greg, KUOW reporter Casey Martin spoke with Key Bach, a resident of South Park, about what he's dealing with. Two feet and a half go inside the house and all the, the food in the refrigerator, all damage. A lot of stuff inside the house. And shoe and some clothes put in a, a drawer where they pull out oh, all the water. Yeah, all damage, everything. It sounds like there was a lot of damage to Keybox home and property. It's been a week since the floods, and you were out in South Park. Tell me what you saw. Yeah, well, I was out there. Um, about 25 homes were impacted by the flood, according to the city of Seattle, and uh, a large number of them are on the first floor where they saw a few inches of flooding. In those homes, they might have had damaged clothes, mattresses that were on the ground, shoes. Um, And they're also coming back to see that their floors are still wet and that can leave a lingering odor of mold. You can also see some uh, mold crawling up the sides of walls. 
uh, mold that residents say has been there for years um, because this is a community where there's been repeated flooding. Now there's also units that are kind of more basement units and those units have seen several feet of flooding and that's where you'll see the most severe impacts. Um, those are places where uh, appliances like refrigerators, TVs, stoves, all of that is destroyed um, and their belongings, are not just what was on the ground, but everything that was in their unit is just completely soaked in this water that you mentioned is contaminated. Um, some of those are clothes uh, that are, they're still trying to salvage, but they're, but they're uh, concerned about, about even after they wash them about being able to use those. Yeah, absolutely. Water and flooding, Greg, can be devastating on their own. But in addition, South Park is an EPA-designated Superfund site, which means the land is contaminated. So let's talk a little bit maybe about what kinds of things could have been in that floodwater. Well, the water has been contaminated with over a century of industrial use. As you mentioned, that uh, five-mile stretch of the lower Duwamish has been designated a Superfund site. But there's also uh, contamination in the soil around South Park. This is a neighborhood where homes are interspersed with industrial buildings. Uh, there have been scrap metal factories. So, and in the area right between the, the homes that were impacted by flooding and the Duwamish River, there's what's called uh, an independent metal site. Um, that's where the State Department of Ecology has found uh, metals like lead and arsenic and uh, carcinogenic chemicals like PCBs um, that are known to cause cancer and other negative health effects. Um, so now you have the contamination from a over a century of industries in the water and mixing with uh, what's in the soil and, and, uh, and residents fear that all of that is being brought into their homes. You know, I'm glad you brought up the fact that there are residential houses mixed in with industrial spaces. Can you give me an idea of the landscape? For people who may not know the South Park neighborhood, describe it a little bit for me. It's not a normal looking neighborhood in the sense that it's all designated for one purpose. Um, other neighborhoods you might see just homes or you might see areas that are just industrial. Uh, South Park is kind of unique in that there are homes right next to industrial buildings um, where there is um, heavy machinery there or something like that. Um, so uh, it, that's part of the reason why home prices in this area are low. Um, it's a place where people who can only afford uh, lower rents are able to live. I talked to a lot of families who said they had no choice but to live in South Park because it's the only place they can afford. And part of the reason for that is because it's mixed in with this industry right next to their homes. What a devastating loss for people, Greg. What are you hearing from families? Some families say they're going to stay in their homes, um, and that's because they can't, as I mentioned, they can't afford to live in other places with higher rents. Um, so they are you know, doing their best to dry out uh, their belongings, the floors. Um, uh, it's something that they're kind of used to in a way, in a really sad way. And uh, some families have been more severely impacted. Those are the families who uh, can't imagine going back to their homes because they're so destroyed. And those are families who are basically on the brink of homelessness. Um, the city is providing uh, motels or hotels 
for these families through Wednesday of next week. But uh, even 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 so, families are thinking about what's going to come after that. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, they have few financial resources to be able to find a new apartment. Some of them have set up GoFundMes to try to raise funds for such a move, but um, there is a sense of just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and that is a, a really tough situation for these families. Yeah, really, really is. You know, the South Park neighborhood is already a super fun site, as we've discussed, and flooding is something that they realize could have been a problem. There have been ideas to make things safer for the residents of South Park. Let's talk a little bit about them. Yeah, as I mentioned, this isn't the first time the South Park neighborhood has flooded. Um, and so the Seattle Public Utilities Department has said they've made improvements in the area to address that. One of the things that they're adding in the next year is a pump station that would uh, more quickly drain the neighborhood from floodwaters after a flood, um, but that wouldn't prevent the river water from overflowing from the Duwamish into the community in the first place. It would just get rid of that water faster. And the utilities department says the only way to prevent the neighborhood from being flooded from the river water in the first place is to build a berm or basically a land wall between the Duwamish River and South Park. Uh, and they also say that the only entity that has jurisdiction to do so is a U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Um, the city of Seattle has submitted a request to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers in 2017 for such a project, but I talked to uh, some representatives from the Seattle Division of the Army Corps, and they said that uh, this project has not been prioritized at the federal level yet uh, because of all of the projects that they have to consider from across the country. Greg, who's advocating for the residents of South Park right now? That berm didn't get built. It is likely in the future there will be another flood. So who's advocating for the people who live there? It's those community organizations uh, like the Duwamish River Community Coalition and the Khmer Community of Seattle-King County. Um, these are both uh, community organizations where representatives live in these communities. Those organizations have been there to provide translation because a lot of the residents in South Park are either Latino or Cambodian. Um, they're also providing advocacy uh, uh, with the city of Seattle to advocate for these residents to receive more support and they're also providing food and supplies. We know that events like this are going to keep happening. Uh, the factors of, of a high tide uh, and a low pressure storm system, those, that's going to happen again. Um, but with a warming climate uh, and with sea levels anticipated to rise, the impacts of such an event are going to be even more disastrous in the future, most likely. Um, and we also know that the people who are going to bear the impacts of natural disasters like this and of climate change are communities just like South Park, um, areas where low-income residents, uh, people of color live. And we know that it's just are we going to do anything about it? Is the city, is the federal government going to uh, make sure that those inequities are not going to be continued to perpetuate into the future? Greg Kim, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. That was Greg Kim, Seattle Times reporter. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. And thanks to our latest donors, Brian in Puyallup and Ian in Shoreline. You help make this show possible, and we really appreciate it. Today's episode was produced by Jenny Cecil Moore. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain-Gomez, Claire McGrain, Vaughn Jones, and Brandy Fullwood. KUOW reporter Casey Martin contributed interviews to this episode. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.